Those, um, what's he say? I think he just said like Ray or something. Ray, like that. <laughs> you know the answer to this. Oh, come on, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was good though. It was and then Sigourney Weaver. Oh, at the very end. The, you know, there's you know, a post credit, then there's a post post. Yeah, I just found the post post credit really? today. I, Where he takes it back to the garage. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. The fucking yeah panel. I saw that. Um, I just oh, I watched it. Good. We got home. My daughter wanted to watch. It. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I watched it with her, and then I was getting dinner ready, and that was playing in the background. And I walk in the living room, and you see Winston sitting there at the desk. I was like, what the hell's this? So I stopped oh, and watched it. Because like, uh, the what's her name? The secretary or Janine? Janine. Annie Potts is her name. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, sitting there talking and whatever they were. You've made it for finance. You done really? You still paying raise rent? Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, it'll turn a profit someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, I uh, I just saw the post post credit scene. Ghostbusters Afterlife, yes. everybody, because we just turned this on halfway through this conversation. Yeah. Uh, I just saw the post post credit scene. About an hour and a half ago, actually. <laughs> it's funny. The first time I watched the movie, I'm like, there's got to be a post credit scene. I'm like, I okay, the, I see it. I know the, whole, the first one, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I Which have, I like that. That was good. I'm like, yeah, it's right from the first, <laughs> the beginning of the first one. <laughs> and it's like, it's two, no, is a three fun? squiggly lines. Correct. This, God, five point star. You marked the cars, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Over the guys, <laughs> science. I realize that now. I realize it out. I like it. it still works. <laughs> She's all excited. It just takes you right back to. The but that was cool movie. though. Like the whole movie, I'm like, come on, they gotta put Sigourney Weaver in here. The, of all the people, she's the last. Person. I think I remember her be when I, like a year or two ago, when I heard about them doing the movie, I heard that Sigourney Weaver had signed on. But for a minor role, so I knew it wasn't going to be anything big. And when I didn't see her through the whole movie, it's like it's got to be the post credit scene because yeah. I knew she was going to be in it. And then, sure enough, it was a post credit scene, which is good enough, you know. Yeah, but um, the only one I really wish dick. she had saw. Was I'm fucking realized. I'm fucking not touching it. Rick Moran. Well, now that you're, yeah. Well, that was emotional. No, no, no. You're talking oh, about Harold Ramis. Harold no, Ramis. Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis would have been nice, but he's yeah. done. Yeah, he he's won't done. act. And he did the whole single father thing. And, yeah. But, which, which good for him, man. Yeah, all power to him and not taking anything away from him for not being in the movie. But, I mean, for any Ghostbuster fan out there, if we saw Rick, Rick Moranis. Yeah, if we saw him there, it'd be like... Moranis, however you want to pronounce it. According to this, his name is Louis Tully. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want some coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. <laughs> oh, I heard your TV was on really loud, so I just turned my TV yeah. up. This way people would think there was something wrong with both of us. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll see you later. I'm going to go have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the party. Guys, let me in. <laughs> that guy's awesome. All his movies. Even Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Even Honey, oh, I Blew Up the Kid was good. Uh, Little Giants. Little Giants is awesome. Yep, with uh, Al Bundy. I don't know his real name. Uh, it was, uh, oh, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, yep. Yeah. I was going to say uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I was like, no, that's, that's, that's your boyfriend there. I don't know. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love Neil. Who doesn't love NPH? Come on, man. Ed O'Neill. I um, don't really care. Never really did. I didn't um, like Doogie Howser. Like, I didn't watch Doogie Doogie Howser is what made him famous. I never watched yeah, he's, it. He's one of those rare childhood... That actually like didn't yeah. get addicted to drugs and 
drive. Well, I don't know about that, but they did make it out of the childhood thing, and make, oh, yeah. like, and then there's you know Macaulay Culkin, which he's actually doing better, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Ever since his appearance on Cinemasker, he was on Angry Video Game Nerd, and <laughs> he plays the I... pizza delivery guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I can't. What they they. I think they, they they played Home Alone. All right? the Home Alone games. Yeah. Yep. I remember that. I haven't watched that one in a while. Actually, I haven't watched any video game nerd in a while. I, I don't watch as much as I used to, but I always no. make sure it was the, on the weekends I grab a few videos. It's it's Vanoss, Cinemasker. I don't watch Vanoss at uh, all. Tosh.0, Epic Rap Battles. I watch. I try to grab a few. I know. I, I still like every now and again turning on the old seasons of AVGN back in like yeah. 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, around then. They were so good. They were oh. so. It's because they were so raw. I appreciate Ooh. like really raw, low quality things and like AV. That's like horror movies, everything because that's when you like the creativity really comes out because you don't have all the money to really play with. It's like I'm gonna upgrade everything. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, of course, if anyone, including myself, is like, oh, we got a ton of money now, and now you can upgrade everything. Well, like, where's the, the um... soundboard would be better? Like everything would be better, but. But the raw, just creativity that comes along with just working From with the what origins. you got. Yeah, work with what you got and make the best of it. Uh, Paul Heyman said it best back in the old ECW days. Like, accentuate the positive, hide the negative. And that's what he did. And he became the third biggest company. <laughs> He's like, you know. Yeah. I know who Paul Heyman is. So, that says something. Paulie Dangerously. Um, no, but... Uh... I just, they left it off with such a nice cliffhanger to make a sequel. Oh, Ghostbusters, a yeah. A fifth, a fourth, a fourth. Which makes, it uh, It makes you wonder. What, Her- what, Harold, what was his name? Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, yes. But it makes you, with the, the blinking light, was, Egon was that power on or was that like a malfunction? Like how the. Well, so, Okay. Um, I think it symbolized power on, like they turning on the fran or the series, the franchise again. That's what I think it was. Uh, Could be just interpretation. Yeah, if you want to talk on a metaphorical stance, like a like a hint, as like, like a subliminal message. Isn't that what they do with all these post credit scenes? They just give you a hint and be like, mm. it's more like an Easter egg or a teaser trailer, a little teaser tidbit, right? You know. Um, for me, uh, what was the bad guy in Ghostbusters 2? Don't tell me. Oh. Uh, oh, God, he was the painting. What the fuck was his name? Should I tell him? Yeah? It's like Blue's Clues. <laughs> Loading. <laughs> Vigo. Oh, whatever. Yeah, you know what? The I Carp- wanted to say Vigo the- Morrison. No, that's no, the actor. The, v- <laughs> the Carpathian. Vigo the Carpathian, yes. Yeah. I saw. I, I am Vigo. The scr- I can't even remember. The whole when thing. I saw the blinking box, I'm like, uh oh. It's like the video game. Now, let's say they made a sequel. Let's say they made a sequel. How fucking badass would it be if the pencil dick guy from the first one, the Walter Peck? Yeah, Walter Peck. Yeah. How awesome would it be if he came in? Is this true? I thought I shut this down. Yes, it's true. <laughs> this man has no dick. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> uh, I can't word. remember the actor's name, but yeah. Yeah, I Walter can't remember Peck. either. But uh, that would be awesome if you... He s- already reprised his role in the 
the video game that came out with him, PS3. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and he, but so did he voiced him. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, they all did. Harold Ramis was there for that one. Annie Potts. Um, that was it for the original. What was Winston's real name? Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson, yeah. Yep. That was it for the original cast, because they didn't have Sigourney Weaver in it. Nope. Um, yeah, it was just those six. Right. Still good, though. The game? Yeah. The game was awesome. The yeah, game was, was really what, uh, I guess, the original idea of what the third movie was supposed to be with the original Ghostbusters. Bringing in a new recruit. It was, well, not so much the new recruit. The original idea was, uh, um, Dan Aykroyd said, basically, Ghostbusters go to hell in another dimension. And that's what it was throughout the storyline. Oh, yeah. When they go to the public library. It's been a while Spoiler. since I played the game. I forgot. When they go to the public library, they open a dimensional portal and they go through, which is symbi- like a symbolically hell. And yeah. then later in the game, at the end of the game, when they face Evo Shandor, yep. they, they're back in that same dimension. Which? Yeah, <laughs> Evo Shandor's in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have prepared. To, we've been awaiting your return. <laughs> Oh, well, that's a fine how do you do. <laughs> I said, that's a fine how do you do. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, the video game was what what the third movie was basically supposed to be. At least it was it was roughly designed around it. And I'm, I thought the idea would have been awesome. And then I had, I think I put it as a Facebook post. And I'm like, you, you want to know how? To keep the Ghostbusters franchise alive forever. I mean, not that it's not going to be now, or at least for a long time. Yeah. Is the Ghostbusters get injected into every horror movie ever. Oh, God. And that's how they that's how they deal with all of it. All the Conjuring series, throw in the Ghostbusters. Like, there's... I, I am 110% on board. It's like, yeah, the I want to see Annabelle doll. Yeah. See you on the other side, right? <laughs> see you on the other side. <laughs> nice work with you, Dr. Franklin. Let's cross the streams. <laughs> I was like, just for... just fan fiction i think that would be fantastic i'd be so <laughs> jaws fuck them sushi what about uh ghostbusters back to ghostbusters yeah you were kind of humpy <laughs> <laughs> i heard that you turned that, into a dog yeah and then you got kind of humpy <laughs> <laughs> i heard that and that instantly took me back i was like oh when you're a kid you learn what the word humping means yeah. it's like <laughs> Here I am, 37 fucking years old. You kind of humpy. You got kind of humpy. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, like I giggled. I'm not going to lie. I fucking giggled. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a really good, it was a love letter to the original two, not, mm. not 2016. No. Although I, I did buy 2016. Yeah, I've yet to see that. It's, if, if you took Ghostbusters, the name and the, the theme out of it. It would be a very generic 2010s comedy. Yeah. Like nothing special. It would be like one, it would be like uh, just name any generic comedy from the 20, 2000s and 2010s. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. No, that's better. Like any uh, like the new guy. Take that for example. Oh, like, uh, not another teen movie. Yeah, the just, new like, guy. a movie like that. You watch it once. You're like, all right. It's it's got funny ish parts. Yeah, it's got but, funny moments. But then you'll forget about it. Yeah. Like the only reason you can still talk about Ghostbusters 2016 is because of the name. Uh, you throw in proton packs and stuff like that, and oh yeah, okay, it's got proton packs, but it's nothing well, to write real home quick about. Before we finally get, before we do eventually, I was able to buy it off Amazon for like five dollars. <laughs> I think that might have been this was like change with with shipping. Um, 
real quick because if we do transition off to the off of the Ghostbusters soon. You didn't get a little choked up with Harold Ramis and Ghostbusters. Oh hell yeah! Oh, absolutely! Like I saw tears the, welled up. Like what? I saw the hand. Uh, I, the whole the minute the the, the the shop everything started happening, directing the, the which Phoebe Phoebes. I'm not gonna lie. If for the first like ten minutes of her, I thought it was camera, a boy. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Phoebes. Why are they calling that boy a Phoebes? Yeah. I'm like, there must be a nickname. Nah, I, I knew it was a girl, but I could I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's a girl. <laughs> Oops. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I knew it was Harold Ramis, but I did not expect to see Ghost. The CG was great. Great, yes. Yeah, whoever, I can't remember, it was a guy that got to play him, and they just altered his face somewhat. They, they CG'd his face, yeah. And boy, was it like on. Oh, they're, the just, whole... they're getting so good with that. <laughs> All three of them. I miss you, man. Oh, it was so good. That whole... What a tug at heartstrings. Talk about... Any... I one, literally... One, there was two perspectives I got coming out of the movie. One, I Amanda told me, but there was a Ghostbuster fan perspective is like, wow, seeing the four of them together, basically one last time as like a salute, like, thank you. And it literally said Harold. And yeah. And then at the end of the Amanda who lost her mother, she's like any person like in her situation who had lost somebody like that, that's all they'd ever want is like one last chance to hug them. And like, as like she said that I was like, yeah, wow. Like it was kind of a double just whammo. <laughs> it was oh like, yeah, it, it was it was so good. But yeah, j- going beyond that, like that deep stuff, just watching the four of them together, and it was it was it was Egon holding Phoebe's hands steady, but at the same time, it was watching all four of them like throwing their streams at the same. It was like man, it's a callback right to Ghost, but the first Ghostbusters shooting the the, the uh, proton streams. At, uh, the state pump Gozer. Gozer first. Yeah. Yes. I was like, wow. Like, it was just, it was so good. All If and you haven't seen it, we've just fucking completely ruined it for you. Doesn't so, matter. So, you will actually be disappointed if you don't watch it. If, if you think, oh, I know the whole movie now because these guys I'm going to put a spoiler alert like right at the beginning. This is one of those rare times I'm actually going to do a tad bit of editing. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to put a spoiler alert right before or at the beginning of this conversation. If you haven't seen it. Don't watch it. And, and I'll or have to put a time signature yeah, or something. And, like, skip to this time. Yeah. Um, but, boy, do yourself a favor. Please. And, and watch it. If you're a Ghostbusters fan, like, you, you there's, I, I don't think there's any way you haven't seen it yet. But if you haven't, you got to watch it. It was, I took, I just, actually, that's the first movie that we, no, that's not true. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That was the first movie we went and saw in theaters with my daughter. But this is the second one we went and saw in theaters. Hotel Transylvania 3. You'll have to bleep that, please. Well, no, there was a... Uh, Wait, what was uh, it? I don't remember. There was um, there was a movie that played with Godzilla. It was Pets 2 or something. Oh, the drive-ins. Yeah. I can't oh, remember what it was. But I don't really count that as going to the movie theater. There was... Um, there was that, and yeah. Anyway, the, uh, then then Ghostbusters. Then like a month later, we went and saw Spider Man: No Way Home. Yet to see that. My daughter saw it, and you still haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm actually ashamed. You should be ashamed. I am ashamed. So my daughter was trying to climb the wall, like Spider Man, <laughs> way through the movie. Sweetie, can you get? Will down? you get down? It's like Reagan from Exorcist. She's spider walking across the ceiling. 
exorcism. What did I tell you about that? <laughs> you stop being fucking possessed already. My God, God. <laughs> now I have to wash the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ghostbusters is good. Yeah, that was pretty it was, good, man. Oh. Yeah, the ending was great. I thought I I like the cast. I yeah, the cast is really good. Um, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is great. <laughs> Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. He shows like all the kids. Uh, the, like, so we're gonna watch. Uh, uh, oh, school still has VHS. It's all right. Oh, what the hell he watched? They, Cujo. Was it Cujo? Cujo was yeah, the first right. one. I get that. Confused. There's a movie out there, but I'm confused with. Uh, what's the other one with the robotic dog? Cujo is one with rabies, but there's one man's best friend. I think it was man's best friend. With, yes. uh, yeah, they had the android dog there, whatever yeah. it was, the bio dog. Mm -hmm. I always get those two confused. Um, but yeah, that was Cujo. He's sitting there. He's, you know, there's a bloodthirsty animal movie uh, playing in the other room when Phoebe walks in, yeah. and sees him looking at the mapping and stuff. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Oh, so uh, you still have a school yeah. with VHSs? <laughs> okay. <laughs> And talk about a fuck you to fucking rural Americas. The, yeah. the towns that never move forward. So he saw those. Most of these kids in here aren't that bright. <laughs> there was, there was, I mean, <laughs> we talk about a lot of politics and I, as much, like, I love the movie, don't get me wrong, but there were some digs that were like, this is kind of a leftist take on, there was a one where talking about, it's like, most of the kids in that rural Americas, oh, most yeah. kids there aren't that bright. And then, um, oh, when they're in the police station, and they were looking for the proton pack and the trap. And uh, podcast goes to Phoebe's like, oh, you find anything? And she dumps out a box with all the guns. She's like, no, just a bunch of stupid guns. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> 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 I was like, kind now of, that you mention it. There's I, kind of some lefty takes in there. But I'm like, whatever. I'm fucking ghost. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was just so, because I am a, I, I dude, I fucking love the Ghostbusters movie. So do I. My surprise. It doesn't 30th. take away anything from your Ghostbusters. But my surprise. I just, my some surprise, quirky things I noticed. My surprise thirtieth was a Ghostbusters theme party, which was how many people can say that? What was your surprise thirtieth birthday party? Surprise thirtieth birthday party. Oh, I just got fucking wasted and hammered and shit face and went partying. I pulled up. I on had a the Ecto One birthday cake. <laughs> I pulled up on a motorcycle with leather vests and a fucking 1984 Ghostbusters themed birthday cake. Awesome! It was fucking great. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I thank you. I actually met a guy. I was uh, when I was at work. We should get matched with Ghostbusters tattoos. Someone. <laughs> Someone. Um, so that's a yes. <laughs> Someone. If I didn't. If you didn't do this one. I'd have like the same style, like circular tattoo on this side. I should put it there. But someone showed up at uh, the school the other day to pick up their kid, and uh, I can't remember how. I was talking to one of the guys I work with. Something about Ghostbusters. Oh, I was, the proton pack I modded and sold. Mm -hmm. And then he overheard us. He's like, "Oh yeah, I got a picture here with a proton pack." And he showed, and he's decked out. And he's like, "I got stuff that." Uh, he actually does his car. He's got like magnets or something. He puts like the ghost things. He's a ghost head. Oh, okay. And he's got, he showed me a picture of like him all decked out and I showed him the picture of like all of us all decked out for Halloween a few years back. And we get talking about that. I was like, wow, there's a ghost head. Like I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I was like, but he's like all decked out and like all the, he's got the flight suit, like the movie legit flight suit. Like I have yeah. and, like the custom patch. Like I got, yep. um, and I, he pre-ordered the, 
the uh, what's Hasbro Proton Pack that came out from the, the Afterlife, the uh, one you can actually size. take apart. Yeah, it's it's one to one scale, and the one you can take the cyclon, uh, the cyclotron off the the bottom round piece of the pack itself. It's got like the inner workings, like in the movie. I like how they actually showed that too. Yeah, they they showed it, and then also putting it back together. What they did, if you go by, this turned into a Ghostbuster podcast, but if you go by, um, like designs of it from Ray, they just they elaborated further on the pack from what he'd already designed back in 1984 like how it actually worked because because yeah. um dan Aykroyd's like like a pseudoscience and like a geek when it comes to this kind of stuff he's like the crystal skulls and all this kind of stuff like he's into um theories uh um string theory and mm-hmm. uh what's the word i'm looking for like particle physics and things like that but he's into oh. all that like different uh, different dimensions well, like um, um aliens and all that kind of stuff like okay. pseudoscience yeah. stuff like that uh cryptology so he he when he designed the packs he didn't just like have something that looked aesthetic and be like oh this you know it creates this he he tried to design it where it would make some kind of logical sense like in how it worked like mm-hmm. the cyclotron and everything yep. and like a nuclear accelerator like they make mention of it in the old movies and if you go like through designs and further through fan fiction and his writings and the way like during interviews how way he describes what he was making people like like piece it together and be like well man like theoretically this might work but so in the movie they actually take it apart and when they turn it on the first time you see the cyclotron actually like going around cuz yes. the way it works is I'm not going to like fully explain it because I'd have to go back and watch a video again, but it it's positively charged positrons going through the cycle. Like every six or whatever times it, it, it I, I don't remember if it stores it through like the positrons go up through the pack and then stores it where I think that uh, whatever bar there is. And I can't fucking remember the whole thing, but it, it was, I watched the video, it was like a half hour video explaining the whole workings of a proton pack. And I was just sucked right into it. Like, fuck, what? <laughs> but so going back, they, they explained that in the movie, but then with that Hasbro um, one-to-one scale pack, they got come out, it's $400. Yeah, I'm already telling me. But like you watch, you look at it, and one, it's it's it looks great. But two, they designed it so they had ghost heads and like cosplayers in mind. So they have all the attachment parts that you can attach things to it to add speakers <laughs> to add all this shit to it. No shit. And like the, when I'm watching, I'm like, wow, this is like the the ultimate gift that every 37 slash 10 year old would ever wanted. Like, yes. Like. It's it's incredible what they did with it, and it's the fact that it's four hundred dollars. Now, any Ghostbuster fan knows that an actual prop replica from the biggest one is Bob's Prop Shop out in California. Yeah, he makes legit replicas, like they're they're steel frame and you know uh, uh, different plastics and stuff like that, like three D printing things like that. He does them like scale replicas. They look incredible, but they're like twenty five hundred dollars. But but they look incredible. They sound incredible when you yeah. turn them on. Like the speakers he has on them. When you turn them on, like they're so the speakers are so good. It's like car speakers, and it's got that like hum like in the movie uh, when they turn it on. That yeah, 
it rumbles. Like, if you turn it all the way up, it'll rumble your house. I'm like, that's awesome. These guys did Shut it. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah. 2500 bucks. I'm like, man, that's a lot. But then Hasbro comes out with theirs, and they did all that, but it's for 400 bucks, and in Bob's prop shop, his speaker is directly on the back, so it faces your back, so it kind of muffles it. They put their speakers on the bottom, so it doesn't muffle it. It just oh, comes right out, and it's shit. clear as day. I'm like, man, these guys are on top of the ball. <laughs> but yeah, so they did show the inner workings of it. Uh, oh, I just cool. let my geek come out right there, because I love Ghostbusters, but... So do I. It's okay. We can geek out once in a while. Yeah. As long as we have our pants on, there's nothing illegal about it. That's partially true. This is my house, so... <laughs> I can do what I want. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, the movie's good. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> is there anything... Else? Any, uh... Do you watch... Oh, we talked about the Mandalorian in the last episode. Uh, no, right. not much. But we talked about like. Um, um, I did watch all of the Book Cad of Boba Fett so far. You did watch it. Yes. We yeah, we watched the whole Cad Bane thing, and I still haven't watched the rest of Peacemaker. Yeah, I haven't watched all of it either. I think of Peacemaker, and I think of the gun from Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> I think I used it for all of it two days. Oh. Uh, but that was just one for whatever reason, like I said before, I just could not like really get into. Yeah. I did see the end of it when the Justice League showed up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And right off the bat, actually, that's one thing I had in my notes for Rich, but I really talked to you about it, too, is in in the ending of Peace, uh, Peacekeeper, Peacemaker, you see the Justice League show up, but you see Superman's face is blacked out. Like you don't see his face, and oh yeah. Uh, first, I'm like, well, maybe they just couldn't get him to, uh, you know, be there for the shooting because they had uh, Jason Momoa and mm -hmm. whatever his name is that played Flash, and I don't think they had Wonder Woman either. I, I don't, I'd have to go back and look, but I know they had the the uh, Aquaman and Flash. Yeah, but S Superman, you see him come down, but like his like from here, his chest up was like shadowed. So like, you clearly know who it is, but you couldn't see his face. So I'm like, well, maybe, like I said, maybe they just couldn't get him to do the shoot. So I understand. Whatever. False. Turns out, <laughs> I just found this out today. Netflix owns the rights to Henry Cavill's face. So they can do it. They can do whatever they want with his face. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. They own the rights to his face. No shit. So they apparently, uh, whoever, HBO or whoever the hell. HBO Max. DC and yeah. has to go through Netflix to show his face. Isn't that a weird time we live in where a, a corporation can own the rights to your face? You might well, no, be no, owned no. right now by one of those social no. media things that you blindly just say, except <laughs> not so much his face no that's what it said his, his face. superman face no henry cavill's face that's what it said in the article I, <laughs> so he can never star in another movie he can never go outside again <laughs> it's probably superman's face but the article said henry cavill so okay. which i'm like that's screwy but that's different i guess yeah but I'm assuming they meant uh, Superman. I was porn out Superman's the likeness. Of my penis. Su 
But <laughs> Charlie's got a good way of just bringing the whole conversation to a screeching halt. A weird moment. Awkward moment. Not Awkward even weird moment. at this point. It's just like, all right, well, I guess we're done with that conversation. <laughs> No, but ser- I can't imagine them owning a. No, nope, I'm done with that conversation. No, All but done. seriously, I I can't. Say, they they I Henry Cavill the man. No, I don't think they own his face. <laughs> Maybe they do. <laughs> Maybe no. So you're telling me you're trying to tell him no? They, it can't be. You're trying to tell me they he cannot star in any commercials. He cannot star in any picture graph picture uh picture pictograph. <laughs> Picture advertisements, he uh, no magazines, no movies, no shows. Uh, I can't understand. I can't no, see that being the like case. I said. I think it's I think it's Superman. But the article I read just said Henry Cavill. I'm like, either they just that was a quick get this out, and the publisher just was like, well, they're not really going to proofread it. Uh, face good, okay. But um, or maybe like I said, maybe they do own Henry Cavill. Uh, maybe if Henry Cavill's in shackles right now in the basement of Netflix, like you come out when we tell you, you can come out. It puts the lotion on its skin, or else <laughs> it gets the hose again. We need your face looking young. Yeah, that's fucked up. You see, and I'm the one who brings the conversation to a screeching halt. You make jokes about putting your dick on the table again and again. What are you talking about? <laughs> We know what that means at home, folks. Front fart. <laughs> That's Brahala. That's later on. That's Brahala. Anyway. Yeah, leave a comment on that, Bruce. I, uh, for, first, the first serious topic, the original first topic I had I know, for this. I, had to, I, I got us geeking out about Ghostbusters. I, I apologize. I love Ghostbusters. That's a good movie. Yeah, it was good. So go see it. Four out of four. Five out of five. Four, out of, four and a half out of five. Whatever. I'd give it a... Four and a half out of five? Yeah. Solid four and a half out of five. Right. Um, Maybe a soft five out of five? But that's most men when they're erect? I suppose. It's weird, but okay. Um, the uh, the first thing I had on here was the whole Hillary Clinton. Like the, uh, and how Democrats now, there's a lot of Democrats that want to indict her. Oh, yeah. I did hear something. I haven't had a chance. Two sentences started at the same time. I have heard something about that. I haven't had a chance to look into it. Right. But I mean, I've been seeing a lot of like memes and posts and stuff like that. And I've been wondering like, on what? Oh, I have that. Well, that was the whole Russiagate to begin with. Mm -hmm. That was the original thing. Uh, Clinton's campaign. Um, I got Clinton campaign paid... To infiltrate Trump Tower, the White and White House servers to link Trump to Russia. <laughs> let me, Tech company to infiltrate. All right, let me start over there. The, the uh, all right, Clinton campaign infiltrate tower. Okay. Lawyers for the Clinton campaign paid a technology company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House in order to establish an interface and narrative to bring to government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia, and filing from special counsel. John Durham found. Um, so she tried to have Trump Towers, Trump servers, and the White House hacked to prove her allegation that Trump was colluding with Russia. Essentially, yes. I was going to say in cahoots, but right. that does sound much more... <laughs> Uh, the indictment Articulate. against Sussman says he told an FBI general consul, James Baker, in the September in September 2016, 
less than two months before the 2016 presidential election, that he was not doing work for, quote, any client, quote, when he requested and held a meeting in which he presented uh, purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert, a covert communications channel between the Rush, uh, yeah, the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. Hmm. Which obviously was unfounded. The whole thing was <clears throat> unfounded. The thing is, we spent four years, the media spent four years talking about Russiagate and how Trump colluded with Russia to uh, to influence the 2016 election and that's what Hillary was talking about constantly. It's like the election was stolen because Trump had Russia tamper with the election process and got Trump to win. This was right after the what, 34, 5, 36,000 emails had oh, been deleted, and then suddenly yep. that came in. So the, I guess the idea is that Hillary was like, well, shit, we got to get uh, heat off me. So um, Trump and Russia. And that whole thing went about. And that's what the left just held on to the whole time. Oh, yeah. All through, right up until the last year when it finally came out and be like, yeah, uh, not, not real. And now. With all this shit coming out, there's there's members of the Democratic Party that just want to see fucking Hillary burn. Because, like, man, you have so much. It just makes the Democrats look bad. Like the whole, the, it just makes them look terrible. Because, like, wow, you, one, it was a big lie. One, the the emails were deleted. And then you, you lie about this uh, Russiagate thing and Trump, and then later on comes to find out that you were paying people to infiltrate the presidential, not just Trump Tower. I mean, that's bad enough, but infiltrating the, the White, White House—that's House, sedition. That's, that, by definition, is sedition. That's to attack any. So here's maybe I'm wrong, but going back to our school days, we were always taught that. Any form of an attack on our government is considered an act of terrorism. Terrorism has a broad spectrum. It has a very but broad thing. when it's foreign yeah. or domestic... I know what you're talking if about. If it's domestic, it's considered treasonous. Was a lot of people are saying that's espionage. Yeah. Well, the, the espionage is a foreign it, government. Tre it's treasonous. It, yeah. and um, It really is. So now that's come out and... And if that holds to be true, game over for Hillary and oh, whoever yeah. was colluding with her, claiming oh. that Trump colluded with whoever. Like, Nailed. and and you know, like I haven't really seen a lot of it covered in the news. I know Bill was getting busy getting blowjobs, but she's gonna get fucked for real this time. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, we complain about Bill Clinton. And he's like, oh, you suck my wiener. <laughs> Uh, but then here's know. here's like Hillary's fucking just if this is all true or she's actually indicted for this and found guilty, like Bill was just an average guy trying to get his winky sucked. <laughs> but Hillary's fucking evil. She'll serve six months in Club Fed and call it a day. I guarantee it. Or yeah, yeah. Well, she'll have to go like uh, if it was you or me. We'd never, we'd go to Guantanamo Bay and suck Big Bob's cock every time we had to get served our fucking cock meat uh, sandwich. But okay. this is fucking Hillary Clinton, who now, with everything she's done over the last 
fucking 20 years, will literally sit at home watching Netflix and chill. It's like she's desperately trying to hold on to any kind of power she can. And just to the point of going and lying about this shit. And infiltrating the fucking like information in the White House and shit like that. It's well, like she's she's like the fucking emperor from... from, from uh, the Dark Crystal, the Dying oh, Emperor in the beginning, the yes. Skeksis, like, eh, mine, I'm still at, like, trial by stone. <laughs> um, but, well, it really, the left will find a way. The left will find a way to excuse it. As bad, I'm sorry. The extreme left will. Oh, yeah. You'll find I mean, obviously, war- Democrats are, like, there's, Democrats are coming out and be like, this broad's got to go. <laughs> like this rut's gotta go because like I someone said, call her an uber and get her out of the party it, please it's just yeah <laughs> it's getting alcohol poisoning again yeah uh, just do a drop and just do a uh, you know a drop at the hospital <laughs> we found her on a street corner driving around door opens up there's <laughs> hillary clinton um it just i did it for america <laughs> it just makes it makes america look bad yeah it does but it makes the democrats look bad even worse but um and then added on to Democrats, you see the Louisville Democratic candidate shot at. Yeah. No, this is news to me. Yeah, this is this past week it came out that uh, there's a Democratic candidate in Louisville that uh, was shot at. Let me see. Well, oh, that's a bailout. Um, the person that ended up shooting at them, uh, or the person that shot at them, ended up being a member of BLM, which is interesting because BLM and like the left and Democrats are always kind of in cahoots. Well, added on to that. Well, it's not so much the BLM and the left uh, Democrats are in cahoots. It's or not BLM, Antifa and the Democrats don't like well, each even other. Even Antifa. Antifa. These, the weren't, these, thing, were, these weren't the, like organizations that were like working with. They were organizations that the Democrats and the extreme left supported. Yeah, during their election cycle back in 2019 and 2020. I will say this yeah. much. they they That was probably one of their smartest decisions, not to work with them, but just to support them. Yeah, like we, we said that all before. This- it, it just it played on all the people that normally wouldn't vote at all and be like, look, and we're supporting this cause. And then they went with the, the trans movement and the, the alphabet community there, the uh, uh, LGBTQ, LGBTQ yeah, and whatever else, and they just like each of these small communities were small, and they just got all their support. So that's all of those extra votes. But that we've covered that before. But oh yeah, well added on to the BLM thing. It says BLM chapter spends a hundred thousand dollars to bail out Kentucky activists charged with attempted murder. This is the twenty-one-year-old activist charged with trying to murder a Kentucky. Uh, mayoral candidate mayoral yeah has been released from jail after his $100,000 bond was posted by a bail fund supported by the local Black Lives Matter chapter Quintez Brown's cash bond was paid Wednesday afternoon by the Louisville Community Bail Fund which is an arm of the Black Lives Matter Louisville news station wave reported right okay so this is by New York Post by the way okay uh, Brown, who was accused of firing multiple shots inside a Louisville office, um, of uh, Craig Greenberg, who's run area candidate, mm-hmm. on Monday walked free from the Metro Department of Correction of Corrections just hours later. The 
Was there any, let me ask you this, because obviously you've read the article. Was there any statement or any comment given as to why shots were fired at a Democratic candidate by an Antifa member? All right, well. Which was bailed out by a Black Lives Matter chapter. No, no, not Antifa member. It was a BLM member. It was a BLM member. It had nothing okay. to do with Antifa. Sorry. As far as I know, it had nothing to do with Antifa. So, so here, I, okay, good. To answer that, this is BLM Louisville organizer um, Chanel Helm, who co-founded the Bail Fund, told the outlet that Brown would be safer outside the prison and claimed he was likely suffering from PTSD after two years of social unrest in the COVID-19 pandemic. Quote, in this case, we're dealing with someone who has mental health issues, quote. There's well, a couple of problems. What gun did he use? I don't know. Because that company will get sued next. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that. Um, there's a couple things here. One, there's a lot of scrutiny right now with BLM because the whole thing where they had that $40 million or whatever, $60 million, yeah. $60 million unaccounted for. Yeah. Where there was, they made so much money and then there was like $20 million of it went toward, I don't know if it's charities or just... Uh, um, back into the nonprofit organization itself to keep it going or what have you. But $60 million of it completely disappeared. But at the same time, the people at the top of BLM suddenly had extra mansions and stuff. And like you said before, you read some article that said, oh, we're getting what we deserve finally or something like that. Yeah. And then, like I said before, is on their tax information, they or there was – an address that didn't exist. Exactly. Didn't have anything I remember to that. It. And the people that were in charge of the finances. That stepped away from the positions. There was two of them that said, uh, you guys are supposed to be in charge. And said, well, we turned that down. It's not us. And so yeah. there was just complete, like, a, a, a dead end. Like, every direction they went. And still, to, to my knowledge, to, to date, there's no idea where any of this money went. So there's a bunch of scrutiny behind Black Lives Matter already. Yeah. And now this comes out. Were, I find it interesting that they went after the Democrats. Like, as I'm saying this, kind of arguing myself, but they went after Democrats who they so strongly supported. But at the same time, Sorry. after after Biden got in office, it was a few months later. One of the uh, top people in Black Lives Matter stated that they felt abandoned by the Democrats and Biden administration. And like I said to an old guy I work with, I'm like, well, that's because they got their fucking votes and they don't need them now. Like mm. in another year or two, when the election cycle start running up again, it's like, oh, they'll be right back at the door knocking down. It's like, hey, we're here to support you. Like, when are they going to smarten up? Well, it looks like not in the right way, but they're starting to smarten up and be like, these guys don't fucking have our back. Now, now that's not speaking for the entire Black Lives Matter community. Yeah. But at least this person who apparently has PTSD because of COVID, uh, but shooting at uh, political candidates, uh, I mean, do what you do, but probably not the best way to get a message across. You do you, boo. (laughs) Something like that. So, yeah. uh, Unfortunately, you know, and the sad part is when you stop and think about it like that, the way you just said it, you know, not the entire BLM community, but when does the sins of a few when you look at it so like because let's go back to the trump uh escapades we'll call them you know the march um the trump rallies you know when things would Are we get talking about 
the election or January well, 6th? Just everything in general. All right. You know, whenever some big event, you know, fight breaks out at Trump rally because Trump supporters attacked Biden supporters or something like that, or when Trump was campaigning against Hillary, same thing. There was always something going on where things were getting excited, things were getting, and every Trump supporter was all of a sudden a racist bigot or something like that. So because one or two people had to act out, it put a bad label on an entire community. So I agree with you when you say not the entire community because this, the actions of a few should not represent the opinions of a community right of a, of a, of a, of a, of a, a whole mm-hmm. but when's that you know, like you said earlier we talked about earlier about uh, the, on a previous a previous podcast about being binary if it's gonna be one way for one it's gotta be one way for the other true but at the same time BLM bailed them out so I mean, that's kind of, if it was just the initial happening and he was in jail and it's like, oh, it's a BLM uh, member did this, that would, you know, a bunch of right wing uh, news outlets are going to report that BLM shoots at Democratic whatever just to make the Black Lives Matter movement look bad from from a rights standpoint. Oh, yeah. Um, from centrists and of course Democrats aren't, but from centrists is going to look at it and be like, all right, well that doesn't really speak like we're saying right now. It doesn't yeah. speak for black lives matter. No, I agree. But when black lives matter comes out and then bails them out, that that's kind of, you know, that's you kind of shot yourself in the foot with that. Yeah. One. That, that's kind of skeevy. If they had now, if, if someone on the right did the same exact thing, like that would be all over CNN and everything else is like, well, QAnon fucking like got these guys or, or yeah, Project, Republican, not, not Project Veritas, but Trump, Republican Trump yeah, supporters, mega, shoots at mega Dem- supporters shoots at uh, any political, whatever, even if it was a, a mega supporter shoots at Republican candidate, whatever, uh, the left is going to pick that up and be like, look, told you, told you they're full of hate, told you they're this mm-hmm. and that, like, look how violent they are. They're pro gun, this and that. And, and now look. Something I want to say really quick, too. It's not like I will never condemn. I, I will never. What's the word I'm thinking of? Loading. <laughs> I will never say the Black Lives Matter community is a bad thing. No. Because what they stand for, the support, the enrichment of underprivileged black Americans, et cetera, you know, any and all racial injustices that do occur, because it doesn't matter whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Latino, uh, well, same thing, um, almost, Russian, German, it doesn't matter what country or race you're from, if a racial injustice happens, the Black Lives Matter movement, that's what they're there for with the black community Somebody should be there to help that situation. Sure. Help the victims of the situation. Um, like if a young black man was gunned down. The, you remember, okay, back in the early 2000s, you remember the black guy that was drunk behind the truck? Mm-hmm. There's something the Black Lives Matter sure. should fight for. The conviction, the you know, et cetera, all the stuff that comes along with it. That is what I can fully support from the Black Lives Matter movement. But then something like this, it's like you, you, you. On paper, it's it. On paper, it's great. Yeah. 
but uh, the problem you, is it's just you see, extremist one you're shooting problem, yourself but, in the foot by doing something like that right. i agree um but then on the flip side what you get is just playing a narrative when democrats are playing the race thing oh yeah for a year and a half or whatever it was before the elections of course you're gonna rile up people in blm or people that aren't even in blm but they're just like well racism is bad so what the hell you know so that's just going to get more and more people siding with them. But that's going to rile up BLM and make them look at everybody on the right, because that's who they, they were just portrayed as racist. Everyone who's on the right is racist. Huh. So that's going to rile them up. Oh, yeah. And what's going to happen is people are just, what happens when anybody makes any kind of emotional decision? It's usually fucking bad. Huh. <laughs> on whatever scale you want to put it, if you're deciding things. It's not based, you, it's me. Based on emotion. You're probably fucking up somewhere. Like I, I think that's uh, that's maybe that's I mean, a personal many, thing, but I think decisions based on emotion is a shit way to make, make life decisions. How many stupid decisions did we make after we got that response? It's not you, it's me. I'm emotionally angry. I'm gonna go do drugs, and drink, and then we wake up two days later, and it's like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> but yeah, so that'll rile them up, everyone, and <laughs> we get what we get. <laughs> right now a, a divided country that's what the democrats said the black lives matter movement it's not you it's me this is working out we just see other people i feel abandoned <laughs> don't worry they'll be back in a couple of years yeah. knocking on your door i yeah. thought about it and yeah black let's lives give it another shot <laughs> we miss you blm come back to us i just we were happy you were the best we were- thing that happened to me <laughs> It's fucked because it's true. <laughs> that's basically what it is. Oh, we're in assholes. a comedic sense, that's, it is. That's what it is. It really is. And, and oh, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, every now and again, they still play the race card. Fuck, look at Canada and everything. They play. They play the race card up there. It's like yeah. these these uh, truckers are racist. <laughs> that was like one of the first things they threw at him. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I. Yeah, fuck that. So you're a racist. Because I'm a trucker. There's <laughs> <laughs> like every trucker sitting at home listening to that. Like, fuck, I didn't you know You know the worst part myself. of it is? We've talked about that shit on previous podcasts. When someone says you're a racist, what do you say? No, I'm not. Yeah, like, what do you do? So I, uh, you just, there's nothing you can say to, like. I'm a trucker. Yeah. <laughs> you're every, a racist. Every trucker, like, listen. The listen wheels on the bus go around yeah. and around. <laughs> Every trucker listen to that and be like, what? <laughs> but like most of them are like, the fuck did I do? <laughs> Speaking of Canada, yeah, they reopened the the. Uh, well, what the hell bridge is that? I don't know that. I was gonna say I don't know the name of the bridge, but they did reopen yeah, it. I think yeah. yeah, I do have an article. They cleared it. That's good. They're well. Yes and no. Um. They. Uh, they they cleared it after a bunch of police ended up arresting a lot of the protesters. Mm. Um, that goes along with Trudeau and sta- uh, stating that he's got the, uh, the emergency act that they have now in Canada. Basically, oh, f- uh, Fidel Jr. My bad. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Holy hell. You know what's funny about that? You know, the whole joke. Before we get back onto the, the, the bridge in Canada, which really this all ties in together, so it doesn't really matter, but I, yeah, I sent that, that picture, yeah. I heard there was just in, I think it was on 
Tim uh, Tim Pool's Tim Pool IRL is the Timcast. They they brought it up and they were talking about uh, a picture of Fidel Castro, young Fidel Castro, and Justin Trudeau. It's like, man, he looks like his Ill, like his illegitimate son. Like, look how. Sh-. And then I'm listening to it. It's like, all right, I gotta look. So I, I whip out my phone and I look it up. Holy shit! You look at the two of them together. Did you see it? The picture. I didn't see anything else. You saw the picture of them together. They do look not together side by side. Yeah, 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 side by side. Yeah, it's they have the same similar. nose. They have the same eyes. They, if you threw a beard on Trudeau. Boy, you look like a young cadet, Castro. I tell you though, like cadet, Castro. He's quite the cadet. But <laughs> um, it, uh, evidently, it was. It's come out that says that's not true. But you know what's funny about the whole thing? There's a lot of people I've listened to. I was listening to Ben Shapiro actually, and the entire episode I was listening to, every time he'd reference Trudeau, he'd reference Trudeau as definitely not Fidel Castro's son. Like the whole oh, time, yeah. like, and now we got a statement here from not Fidel Castro's son. <laughs> Just stuff like that makes me laugh. You know what the worst part about it is when I, had, when I was like, I had to remember Fidel Castro's name. <laughs> I remember Trudeau like Cuban Missile Crisis. What the fuck was that guy's name? <laughs> he, uh, but ev- Fidel. <laughs> evidently, he was re- really close friends with Trudeau's mother, who I guess was a party addict back in the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're just friends yeah everyone knows that story Trudeau's mother was one of the women I only have male friends and all of a sudden you see a picture of a girl with like eight hot dogs in her mouth <laughs> do you guys want a hot dog oh. how'd you but what <laughs> I need five minutes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's that. Yeah, which it's funny whether it was actually disproven or rather actually proven. I don't know. Ramon Mori, <laughs> Fidel, you are the father. Oh no. <laughs> um, but after so after you know they reopened that bridge. They arrested the protesters. Canada. Yeah. Well, this is what three weeks going on. This whole protest now, the trucker, the well, a little over three weeks. Yes, Canada is now loosening loosening mandates. Yeah, throughout Canada, but they're claiming it has nothing to do with the convoy. It's because the science is changing. The convoy had nothing to do with their decision making. Well, yeah, you turn enough frogs gay, the science is going to be right. <laughs> Listen, that has to do. <laughs> The turn of the frogs, gay Joe. Yeah. You ever? <laughs> yeah, you played that for yeah. me. <laughs> uh, the it never mind. The U.S. now is loosening their mandates as well. Oh, also yeah. claiming that science has nothing to do with the convoy because there's been rumble. There's still rumblings about that. It's going to happen in America. Yeah. There were people like uh, last week at the Super Bowl. They're like they're going to start at the Super Bowl and try to hijack the Super Bowl, which never happened. Like none of that ever happened. Oh yeah, that was a, I heard. I actually did hear that, and it wasn't from. I heard that um, from a trucker friend mm. who I talk to quite frequently. He's like, yeah, I know. I heard something about how like they were going to try to start it around the Super Bowl or something like that. I'm like, dude, that sounds more to me like somebody just trying to drop a, 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 like a fish hook in the water and hope to snag a fish. 
Yeah, I, they're that's baiting what it, for they're baiting that, for something to happen. Yeah, that's and what then, it sounds oh, like. Oh, see, I was worried that rumor that I heard was true. I think at the very least they're waiting for like a bunch of supporters of the convoy to show up and just cause a bunch of ruckus and be yeah. like, "We're going to shut this down." Look how violent this is. Did you watch that? A lot of this shit. Watch what? Super Bowl. Did you watch the halftime show? No, I saw clips of it, but I just I watched. I yeah, I watched clips of it, and I was like, the only white boy. Ended up, and the whole gang ended up kneeling. Like, <laughs> Eminem's the only one that knelt at the end of it after their performance. And I guess this uh, producers or whatever this halftime show told Eminem or told them all or whatever said, "Do not kneel at the end of this." <laughs> and Eminem, of course, being Eminem, at, after his performance, took a knee like Colin Kaepernick. That whole spiel, mind you, like. Mary J, Fifty Cent, Dre, Snoop, like none of them did. Uh, Lam- uh, uh, Kendall Lamar. Yeah, was he? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Know. I don't know. Everyone is there. I know. I saw those. I I, like- Kendall Lamar. Real quick side note: Kendall Lamar is all right. I like Kendall Lamar. Definitely not a bad artist. Some of his songs are enjoyable, but he's just like Post Malone. Right. Some good. Some. Eh, what's the other song on the radio? Don't get me wrong. Like I said, talented artist. But I, I'm not. I, I've heard because I've listened to quite a little bit of his stuff. Um, best part about being in a truck, you, you know, you get to listen to a bunch of radio, a bunch <laughs> of different stations. Um, <laughs> did you see? Did you see any of the memes that blew up after Fifty Cent after the halftime about Fifty Cent? I saw some because he was hanging upside down and. <laughs> It was like, and then he then he stood up, shit. like, oh okay. It was just all Who the blood. That? It was oh. just all the blood rushing to his head. <laughs> How is he turning red? <laughs> We're going to edit that one out. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Listen, I have eyes and they see things. All I could think of was Blade 2. So, uh, me and the guys are wondering. Ron Perlman, can you blush <laughs> to Wesley Snipes? Well, <laughs> uh, according to uh, Chris Rock, they don't blush. Oh, no, 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 it wasn't. It was actually T.D. Jakes. That's who said yeah. it. Was I, was like, like, I don't uh, remember Chris Jones. No, Chris it, it might have been something, but T.D. Jakes said that. said, I can be embarrassed as much as I want. You can't even tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, anyway, going way back. Wait, what, what was your point with the whole? Oh, just the memes with um. Oh, a little bit of nostalgia value. It was kind of cool. I watched the halftime show. I was like, oh, that's a nice little blast from the past just to hear some of those songs played again. It was, I, I'm not the biggest fan of all of them. Um, some of their stuff I like, but um, it was nice to see that instead of like, God forbid we had Island Boys on there or something. Whoo! Although oh, it would have made don't, sense. Don't, don't, the don't. The way. Don't, don't, don't even end that statement. The way. Because next year. If catch you me outside. Pre- she'll be there. You, pra- you fucking did. You're an asshole. This motherfucker just predicted next year's fucking halftime show. Catch me outside. Takashi so? 69 I'm gonna, Island Boys. I, I uh. I, <laughs> wouldn't that be something? But it would make sense if they got all them to be on it. Because and then they what, set the the field product, fire. what the pro- yeah, what the product has become. We're we talked about the Pro Bowl last week. Oh yeah, but what the products become like to glorify two hand touch and and I, you know the more I hear it, every year I hear it more and more and every year just a little bit just I believe it a little more and more is like the NFL's rigged. But then oh, I started watching the NFL like I watch wrestling. I'm like, well, the storyline here makes more sense. And then I'd watch it play out and be like. 
boy, that's coincidental. And then every year, more and more, I was like, they're going to have this team go all the way. It's got to. It's just like, it, it would be like the biggest story. And then Bengals, for one. Yeah. Come back, kid. Talk about that. And then there's the Bengals roaring through. And there they are, especially with what Bengals didn't have an O line. And they're there in the Super Bowl. Not discrediting anybody, because, you know, disclaimer, because I'm going to get, like, the handful of Bengals fans. But, <gasps> but you're right. It was great. It's unfair. There was one video I saw, and it was taken from, from whatever. It was a Rams someone game, and it was a tackle after uh, it was a kick return or something, maybe a handoff. And the guy with the ball went, he made a cut. And then when he went to turn, he's got the ball in one hand. And with this hand, with his thumb, he does this. Maybe it's just coincidence. But after he does this, the guy that goes to wrap him up a tackle wraps up high. Now, I don't know if anyone out there has ever played football. Oh, yeah. You don't wrap up high. You always wrap toward the waist and the legs. Well, he goes. It was like a wrestler not knowing how to sell uh, going for a clothesline but missing. So he clotheslines up here, like above his head. That's the comparison I got. Like he goes to wrap him up way up here, and he just gingerly ducks under it. And it was like, boy, if you if it's a coincidence, it's a hell of a coincidence. Like, got it, go up, up, duck, and then run. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> it's just small things like that. Every year, I see more and more. I'm like, you know, maybe it is rigged. <laughs> well, dude, if you go back, if you watch, literally, you can go on YouTube right now. Rigged moments in NFL. Just type that in your search for YouTube videos and you'll see countless videos of live games now of course full disclaimer it's on youtube after the games oh editing 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 but a lot of these live ones like when they happen there was a few where it's like you're watching the live game and at first you're like wait Oh man, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. And then you see a video like there was one about like clock uh, shaving. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like remember seconds seeing... get cut off. And you're like, where'd they go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, how do we go from nine to six? <laughs> reverse clock back to one forty eight, and there's like two oh six on the clock, and I was like, wait, what? And then it drops to one thirty. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> I yeah, I've seen stuff like that. Was like big. That was a few years ago, wasn't it? Yes. I yeah, I do remember something like that. Like it wasn't that a Patriots game? I, I think know. that might have been a Patriots game with Tom Brady because that's how so much heat got, or even more heat. Got I don't. Tony, I don't remember the team specifically. Maybe it wasn't, but I, it was I, literally live reported. Oh, oh well, it was actually uh, televised airing. You know, because you got to remember the sound waves and the, the satellite and with the sun blinding <laughs> yeah. and the wind catching the, the signal it, it delayed it so what oh, you guys actually saw was the was the tv trying to catch up to the uh the handreel guy that cranks the film strip yeah wait what <laughs> and that's and that's why and by then you have so there's you don't have enough breadcrumbs to get home so you just accept it you're like he's probably right yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like i'm fucking lost i've whatever. got so off the track with this fucking <laughs> trail i was following that i'm in another state now <laughs> yeah uh, um yeah so yeah they're they're arresting people in the convoy and yeah. uh, the protests and everything and they're starting to arrest well that was on the bridge but now they're starting to arrest protesters in the city now just to try to get them out 
which I find, again, funny because we had the BLM thing and Chaz and Chop that were taking over and making their own city-state or whatever inside oh, the yeah. city. And they're like, oh, this, and they're burning things. We've covered that many times before where they're... they're well, there was that one town over in, what, Washington where they weren't... Seattle. It was Seattle. Yeah, it was they Seattle. They weren't allowing police in. Yeah, they, they, they... Well, that was during the whole... Uh, at the same time as this that was the start of the defund the police movement yep, and everything yep. like that well a lot of this is because of uh um the emergency act there the that trudeau uh, inst- whatever instated yep so he has got you know emergency powers so i was like well what what exactly are his emergency powers and there were four that were noted here in this article i got in bbc news it was uh a situation must be considered a threat to the security of a Canada as defined by the Canadian Security Intelligence Service Act. This law outlines four possible scenarios. Espionage or sabotage, which I don't think this Neither is either of those. Foreign-influenced activities, which I don't think it's that. It started in Canada and was going on in Canada, so right. it wasn't America influencing Canadian protesters. Okay. Right. Um, threats or use of acts of serious violence or political for political, religious, or ideological objectives. I don't think there's any kind of threat, violent, or anything on them. I mean, we said that before. Yeah, there was... You compare that with Seattle. Now, granted, Seattle's in the States, and this is Canada, so they're probably a little more strict up Regardless, there. But one even, was driving and honking their horns, the other was burning down buildings and breaking into places. But even beyond that, just staying, not even talking about January, or January, even January 6th, but not talking about anything in the States, you see videos of it, and it's a fucking rave. It's like a party. Like, I don't see, I haven't seen any violence at all. Like it's a, it's basically a giant block party. <laughs> That's what it is. Like this is too violent. Send in the clowns. <laughs> um, and then cov- the fourth one is covert unlawful acts intended to undermine or overthrow the constitutionally established government. I think that's what they're going to go for. But, yeah, but they're again, not trying to overthrow the government. Yeah, I don't they're trying think, to get the government yeah, to remove they're not the trying mandates. To, exactly. They're not trying to overthrow their government. They're trying, like, you're doing this. That's a stretch. Please. If they go for that one, that's a stretch. I think that's the closest one they got. And I'm saying closest as in it's miles away, but I think that's the closest one they got. But that's why they they instated this emergency act, which I guess this is, what, the first time or maybe the second time ever in the history of Canada that they've instated the emergency act? Oh, Jesus. But over that, <laughs> like... If that if it takes that little to instate emergency act up in Canada, what if something actually happens? Like I don't know, Seattle riots, but in Calgary, fuck, <laughs> martial law, here we come. Yeah, there's gonna be that'll be an actual true war inside their company because if truckers go in there honking their horns, making hot dogs, and having bouncy houses with a rave, it's dangerous. They're trying to overthrow us. Look at fucking Ronald McDonald Foundations up here now. If that's that dangerous. God forbid they have actual like Antifa R-M-M. members going up there and be like, you R- got to pay us money so we can... RMM, Ronald McDonald Matters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't do that. You'll start a new... Oh, God. <laughs> you don't need that. This one is more... The, the Where it's coming from, this is from yournews.com, but where the thing's actually coming from is Project Veritas. So there's going to be a group of people that just dismiss it right off the bat. Oh, yeah. But I've seen things from Project Veritas that have later come out to be true. 
uh, dealing with like election cycles and what they're doing with mandates. This one just came out. FDA executive officer on hidden camera reveals future COVID policy. Quote, Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible and have to get an annual shot. End quote. <sighs> I went through this article. I said, uh, Cole indicates that annual COVID-19 shots isn't probable but certain. When pushed on how he knows an annual shot will become policy, Cole states, quote, just for everything I've heard, or just from everything I've heard, they, being the FDA, are not going to not approve it. Um, Wait, hold on. Oh, this even further proves it then. Go, go oh, ahead. Rewind. Can you say that? Okay. They are not... They're okay. not going to not approve it? Uh, Can you it says, it? Cole states, just from everything I've heard, the FDA are not going to not approve it, meaning they are. Was that the double? Okay, I did the other right. Yeah, it's a double negative. Double negative. Every Thank time you. they throw a double negative and you're like... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, Footage. Okay. Cole, uh, sound bites from Cole, the financial incentives, pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer have to get the vaccine approved for annual usage. Quote, it'll be reoccurring fountain of revenue, Cole said in the hidden camera footage. Uh, quote, it might not be that much initially, but it'll, but it'll reoccurring if they can if they can get every person required an annual vaccine, that is reoccurring return of money going into their company. So right there shows this is the cash grab, which we've said months ago. When when the whole thing with the amount of money they made between from the year prior to the year the vaccine came out, it was, what was it? It was 4 million. It was like 70 million to like 4 billion. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Was, I can't remember the actual. I know it was something four, like those numbers. It was four point four billion, is what they I, jacked up to. Yeah, but the the year before was like forty or sixty or eighty million dollars, yeah. which is a <laughs> ungodly increase. And just looking at that amount of money, you're like, there's no fucking way they're just going to give up on this. I mean, do any business model, you're not. It's like, well, this is our cash flow right here. And I think a lot of people kind of figured like they're going to keep the vaccine or try to keep the vaccine around. And then here it is. Um, executive officer from the FDA said this is what they're going to do. This is what they want to plan to do. <laughs> so everyone's got to get keep getting their vaccine, which is fucked because people aren't vaccinated. That's going to be like a gateway to jobs, which it's already been that. But this, if this holds true... It ain't going anywhere. Wow. Like, you're going to be stuck. You want to work. You need the shot. <laughs> Which, COVID. Probably. That's all right, though. I got natural immunity. I've, so, tried to, I've tried to surround myself around COVID after I got COVID. Just keep the immunities going. So Yeah. Maybe not a great strategy, but seems to work. Whoop. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that's that, that's that's it's kind of fucked. Yeah, <laughs> kind of fucked. But we talked I, about that before. from a sleazy stand, business standpoint. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, financially, yeah, but, I guess it does make sense but, at, at our expense. Let but. me ask you this: knowing what's going on up in Canada, 
And now that America's seen firsthand what a genuinely peaceful protest can accomplish, do you really think our government's going to be stupid enough to, okay, let's do that? Yes, because they've gone this far already. (laughs) Granted, there's a lot of pushback, and there's more and more pushback. I mean, we, we are at where we are because the general public just didn't do anything because i think a lot of them either believed it was for the good or they just didn't think is like well it can't go any further and it just keeps going further and then this comes out it's and like i said if if this holds true i was like man this is not uh, clearly not going to stop then so we're just going to keep going and going and going and then it's just going to be a, a forever thing but here here's the thing though if they keep it so it doesn't cost anything for the public to get it that just means the government's spending more money billions of dollars on what just more shit that we probably don't need yeah at the very least if they're going to do something like this make it like the flu shot so if you want to get it well we invested how many the country invested how many the government invested how many millions of dollars into fauci's work with john and lab rats probably billions yeah yeah at this point i mean he's been in his What's a few billion dollars more? Pharmaceutical. We're going to make the trillion dollar coin anyway and be all right. <laughs> I just got talking about that the other day. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Biden, I guess, signed. He, I just read today he signed another th- um, bill to increase spending for the states so there's not a government shutdown that takes them to September. Like every fucking few months, we have to sign a new bill. Be like, all right, we'll increase spending. All right, we'll increase spending. Mind you, probably now. We saw the ticker before. We were talking about the national debt ticker, and it was just done. It's probably over $30 trillion now. So, yeah, let me find I out. I can't remember what the website was, but it was, yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> it's just, it was just disgusting. But now we're just going to keep adding to that, and and now we're going to have, uh, well, we'll just spend billions every year to throw out a shot for everybody. National debt clock. Uh, yeah. Where are we at? Oh, boy. <laughs> There's too many numbers. We're at a Google? What the fuck is a Google? <laughs> yeah, figure that out. We are at 30 trillion, 136 million, 333, oh, no, billion, I mean, 333 million, 480, 90, 500,000, well, we're almost to 600,000, and that gives you an idea how fast it goes up. About every... Four seconds, it goes up a hundred thousand dollars. That's up right here, on the top. Oh, okay. So there's so many fucking numbers. Yeah, yeah debt, it's got a whole bunch of different <clears throat> debt per citizen, ninety thousand dollars and change. Debt per taxpayer, two hundred forty thousand and change. That's, that's about right. I mean, U.S. federal spending, six trillion nine hundred seven billion eight hundred thirty million six hundred. That is literally going. I can't even read that fast. <laughs> U.S. federal Just budget. Just stop at the million. That's slow enough. U.S. federal budget deficit official, $2,848,593,000,000 plus. That might be for the year. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, 30, U.S. federal so spending. Over. Right now, U.S. federal spending. Oh, that's going up quick. $7,078,000,000. That bill was just signed today. $746,000,000. U.S. federal budget deficit. You know, the... In, 1960, 1980, 2000. Now, oh, we have increased. Oh. <laughs> we have increased our debt percentage, our debt spending, our debt 
from 53% to 125% since 1960 to now. Mm. I don't know what the game plan is. And the, oh, God, this is good. The ridiculous spending. Dude, this is actually good because get this. U.S. federal tax revenue. This has a bunch of clocks. <laughs> uh, four, four trillion, 59 billion. So our national debt is going up at a rate of, count to 10 for me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, we're going up about $250,000 every 10 seconds. All right. We are bringing in... Oh, you're going to love this. Count to 10 in oh, so starting sad. now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is like Sesame Street. Come along with me. All right, you're going to love this. We're we're going in debt about two hundred fifty thousand dollars per ten seconds. We're making back about ten thousand dollars for every ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to make money. Don't yeah, us. Whatever, whatever. has got it in control. We're fine. Revenue per citizen twelve thousand dollars two hundred twelve. Now we're just roughly going to add another. Three, two, three, four billion for shots. Well, eh, fuck it. We'll just create more coins and then smelt them down the next uh, financial quarter. Oh my god, <laughs> this is depressing. I know. This is sad. This is wow. Student. Oh my god. Listen to this. What? Student loan debt, one trillion seven hundred seventy-one billion five hundred sixty-six million, and it's going up at about. I think, like, uh, like Sal- well, Sally Mae's been attacked quite a few times because they've been a big sham. It's going up about $12,000 per 10 seconds. Right. So, will yeah, you fuckers about, stop learning? About, about a semester. And we're spending more every 10 seconds than we're making back. So that's about right. Like every 10, 10 12, whatever seconds, someone else enrolls in college. So about 12000 a semester. About right. Yeah. Oh, my God. God. Well, you know, you know uh, who could use some of the extra money they're just printing off and throwing out there is possibly Remington right now for having to pay how many millions of dollars? Seventy-three million dollars is what they settled on to pay uh, to the Sandy Hook families. Now, full disclaimer: we probably shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say it for both of us. It is very unfortunate about what happened that is a travesty that no person community state country any place in this world should ever have to go through the sandy hook shooting i don't think it really happened kidding alex jones 2012 (laughs) but to sit there and file a class action lawsuit is what i believe it was filed under by the family members of the victims of the sandy hook shooting to sue remington because the game was portrayed in a violent video game which was geared towards angry young males. What game? I don't know. I believe it was Call of Duty. Uh, don't quote me. 
According to court filing, make the first time a gun manufacturer has been held accountable for a mass shooting in the U.S., $73 million. Settlement comes over seven years after the family sued the maker of the Bushmaster XM15 E2S semi-automatic rifle that was used in the 2012 mass shooting in Newton, Connecticut. Um, I don't see anything using marketing to convey that a person is more powerful or more masculine by using a particular type of or brand of firearm is deeply irresponsible. Oh, well, then that's good. So there should be a whole bunch of lawsuits and everything going after Bush, Budweiser, Miller, Coors, because it's... Car companies. Because the faster your street car, the racing companies... Because the faster your car, the better, the more you're going to win, the more chicks are going to want you. This, maybe it's, the the whole situation is a little heavier than the Joe Rogan thing, but this is kind of up along the same lines as me saying that I don't think Joe Rogan should have apologized for the compilation of N-word, his bombs there, because it was all in context. I think the perfect, to get, not to get off this, but I think the perfect analogy in regards to that, that compilation, is if you say... Uh, use just any word. Just think of a word and give it, you know, whatever. Cash. Okay, now I say, uh, Charlie, use cash in a sentence. And then you say, I'm using cash in a sentence. That doesn't describe the way. You know, you're not saying anything yeah. about it. You're just using it in context. Or I, out of context. I only pay for fellatio with cash. Right. <laughs> well, that would be actually use credit that would be using it in context and having like but if you're just describing the word cash or something like there's no context there. There's yeah. like you're just using it as cash mail aside. How about that? Does that count? <laughs> I guess loosely it does. Going back though, the fact that Remington had to pay any amount of money. Well, here's the thing. They <clears throat> Hold on, you're, because you're basically pinning blame on a third party that had nothing to do with anything there, nothing that happened. Like, okay, it was your product that was there that was used, but suppose it wasn't Remington. Suppose it was Mossberg. You know, suppose it was Ruger. Suppose it was Winchester, Smith and Wesson. Hold on, I mean, where do you draw that line? I just, I just, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, again, like you say, what the fuck? I don't know. Wow. Updated at 12.30 p.m. Today? No. No, <laughs> no, sorry. But listen to this. All right. The Supreme Court has denied Remington Armed Company's bid to block a lawsuit filed by families of victims of the Sandy Hook School Massacre. The families say Remington should be held liable as the maker and promoter of the AR-15 style rifle used in the 2012 killings. The court opted not to hear the gunmaker's appeal in a decision that was announced Tuesday morning. The justices did not include any comment about the case Remington Arms Company versus Soto as they turned it away. I, what? Why? Fuck? Like I don't understand. Hold on. That's what I don't get. Like why? Donna L. Soto, administratics administratics of the estate of Victoria L. Soto. But again, I don't understand why they wouldn't. They wouldn't even hear, hear the appeal. Like no. it just sounded like they already had their mind made up before. But as soon as they heard like uh, the 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 
whoever, the kin or the representatives of the victims, they heard them be like, all right, yeah, you're going to get it. Again, that's like not to say that the victims don't deserve something, but the fact now, that you they know why sued- this is catching me off guard, right? Why? Donna L. Soto, mm-hmm. Victoria L. Soto. Okay. That just strikes me as awfully peculiar names. We'll talk more about it after. Relation to you? No. Oh. But that's that's not a very common last name. Well, there's a baseball player, Soto. There's a couple of them, I think. Uh, In relation to you? Every Soto's related to me. The baseball Soto is. It's like every... Because <laughs> we know how to swing big bats. Or strike out and get released two years later, but whatever. <laughs> Talisa Soto, Katana from the original Mortal Kombat movies. <laughs> she was hot. She's a family member I probably shouldn't have been attracted to. <laughs> anyway. But still... The whole fact of the matter is, I'm sorry, I do not, like I said, full disclaimer, it is very unfortunate about what happened. Should there have been a fund or a program or something to help the families with the services, you know, um, therapy, you know, dealing with the issues? Yes, they should all have been given everything they need to talk about what happened to get the resolution they feel they deserve because they lost a family member but to sue a company because I'll use this gun it'll make you more manly drive this car it'll make you go faster then I'm gonna get into a car accident with a Nissan Skyline Fast and the Furious reference and then I'm gonna sue Nissan for millions of dollars because they portrayed the car in a false manner I mean, yeah, just like when we were talking about um, buy this guitar, you'll be a rock star. Play this computer, use these computer programmers programs, you'll be the next video game designer. Everything, basically, what this lawsuit is stating is everything that bad that happens because you bought something under a false pretense. Because let's face it, we're all adults here. It not even have to be a false pretense because it, it could just the marketing will make it sound like this and you might not even have in your head be like oh yeah i will be or i will look better this you just like oh yeah yeah, that does look cool i'm gonna get it but then something bad happens and now you could sue because oh well it was advertised to do this and i didn't do it yeah i think that opens too many doors it it does just like with the uh thing we were talking that's what i was saying with with the Oh, oh! When when people that were supporting the vaccine thing, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, if you don't get the vaccine, then you should be denied health care or uh, um, treatment, any hospice treatment." But then you go with that logic. Then if you smoke or anything else that you're doing to yourself, then you should be also be denied. If you don't wear a seatbelt, you shouldn't be treated. If you get in a car accident and you're injured, any kind of injury, like that's poor logic. That whole idea is poor logic. Same with this Remington thing. The whole idea is just poor logic that, well, Remington made the the, the firearm, and however they promote it, they're not going to like put out a gun. Let's say Remington put out guitars. They're not going to put the guitar out and make it look like, well, if you want to look like a shithead, why don't you buy this guitar, you fucking idiot? Yeah. They're not going to do that. 
this is marketing. You're not going to fucking do that. You're going to make the everyone lo- who's using it look like a badass or look like a star or whatever. You're not going to put fucking... The guy's going to be on stage rocking and the girl's going to be sitting there or vice versa. Vice versa. Right. The girl's going to be up on stage rocking and the not, dude's going to be like, yeah. You're not going to make it look like a, sh- like, like a, like a schmuck. <laughs> it's just not going to... That's stupid. But hey, whatever. I, I, I don't agree with... But here's the thing. Let me ask you this. Why do you think they settled? Because someone made a comment to me. Now, my mind was already putting the pieces together. But when this gentleman that I was speaking to about it said this out loud, I'm like, that's where my mind was going. That makes sense. Because I think because a settlement is not like an official ruling or anything like that. So basically, if Remington comes out and says, listen, we'll just settle this. Take this money. We don't have the stigma on our name. I mean, you're going to have the stigma from people reading it. But you're not going to have the actual legal stigma on their name. And hopefully they can just kind of get by it. Two things. One, that's basically what he said. He goes, and they can't fight it because if they fight it. Oh, well, now you're promoting killing. You're promoting yeah, shooting. Then it just makes them look like even worse. That was the, the two things. One, that was the one thing. Two, <clears throat> go out because this I actually researched is true. Go out and buy a Remington as fast as you can because they are clearing the shelves. Remington's not shutting down, but because so many people are in feeling the same way about They're this. They're probably afraid they are. No. No, I mean, oh. people are probably afraid Remington's going to shut down. One comment, because a person had bought, like, went to, like, the local Walmart was the one person that they, are, they interviewed. He bought, like, five off the shelf. He goes, that's, a, that's two, I think it was, like, $2,000 or something that he spent. Mm-hmm. He says like, $2,000 back in their pocket. Yeah. So people are like, we're going to go buy every Remington we can to put the money back in their pocket because they had to settle. And yeah. I and mean, if people, even one gun, <clears throat> it'll be back within a few weeks. I mean, it that. was just, just just to hear, just to read that, I'm like, did that guy go out and buy spitefully or was he actually trying to support Remington? Could have been either. Maybe it was both. Fuck maybe. you. <laughs> like, I'll yeah. show you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll spend thousands of dollars. Okay. Well, you taught mm-hmm. me my lesson. Thanks. Well, yeah, I don't know. There's a thing that CNN had out. There was an article on CNN.com. They changed the title of it, but I heard the original title of it was Joe Rogan's use of the N-word is another January 6th. (laughs) That's the same reaction I had. (laughs) What? Blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Um, they, There's another January 6th. It, it, it was like that title was used for like a day, maybe not even. And it was quickly changed, I think, because everybody, anybody on any side of anything January 6th would look at that and be like, what? Like, the fuck are you talking about? Mm. Unless you're just a super extremist left. There's no way. Um, they kept... Uh, they, they kept... Um, do I have... Whatever gotta look pretty they can- <laughs> i only do this with you because you look bad they kept the article the same <laughs> hungry as article the same <laughs> i completely lost lost whatever they kept the article they the changed same, but they, changed the headline. they changed the headline but they kept the article the same in the article it still makes reference to it oh, the second paragraph God. in the article again cnn says uh i'll just go through the first two the podcaster joe rogan did not join a mob that forced lawmakers to flee for their lives. He never carried a Confederate flag inside the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. No one died trying to stop him from using the N-word. But what Rogan 
and those that defend him have done since video clips of him using the N-word surface on social media is arguably just as dangerous as what a mob did when they stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th last year. Rogan breached a civic norm that has held America together since World War II. It's an unspoken agreement that we would never return to that kind of country we used to be. If that was true, everyone in Def Jam, everyone in in any any rap, any any kind of music, not even rap, uh, comedy, any stand-up comedians, anything where that would be movies were. I mean, look at Sam Jackson. <laughs> Nothing below, Sam, in case you actually watch this podcast. Yeah, there's nothing to do with that. Like, I love Sam Jackson. Oh, but for, for, it's my bear. For this argument. You might even fight him. Yeah. Dave Chappelle, which he's under fire, too. I'm stuck in the club. And, but but that's, hey, baby, that statement. On. Oh, let me get a nickel bag. But, <laughs> killing him softly. It's back 2001. Oh, my God. Why, or 98, I think. I think yes. It was actually 98. Anyway. Mr. President, stop <coughs> sucking the ambassador's dick. I, th- that argument is just, again, piss poor. It is. Piss poor. Because, well, that's the thing. Like you said, we talked about it on the previous podcast with Rich. It was a video that was cut and edited to just basically say him, show, depict him saying the word. Yeah. Uh, taking his, again, out of context, most, most anything like this that's taken or, or put out there is out of context but again it doesn't make you look good like someone does that to you and they just compilation of you dropping that it's just not gonna it doesn't matter whether it's in context or not it just doesn't look good okay let me ask you this <clears throat> all right ask the phone <laughs> would huckleberry finn do you remember the one black character's name Oh, God, don't, no. You don't have to say it. It's over there, but no. And Jim. All right. They're, I think it's Huckleberry Finn. They're floating down the river. Mm-hmm. Or the Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Yes. Adventures of Tom yes, Sawyer. Yes, yes, yes. That's also over there. One of the classic books. Do you think if a white person read the, the book over YouTube in installments, do you think their channel will be pulled down because if they read it verbatim? YouTube, yes. And they said that. Yes. Now, do you think a black person's videos would be taken down if they read the book verbatim and said the word? Under YouTube guidelines, yes. Because, again, it's binary. If you're going to do this, you have to... If now, you're let's talking be realistic. About, if you you're talking about happen? the word... No. If you're talking about the word... You have to enforce your rules with the word. Doesn't matter the context. Doesn't matter whatever. I am not. I'm not taking any like for taking any of it down because I again I'm for free speech. Is there shitheads out there that use it the way it shouldn't be, or at all? Sure, of course there is. Just like there's murderers, but most gun owners aren't fucking murderers. There are people who use any racial slur towards any race or ethnicity improperly. Sure, unfortunately. But this word in contact, in particular, there's your fu- there's the problem. You, you can't like you said it's got to be binary, but it's yeah. never gonna be. No, it never is. And the fact that like, and this comes straight from the horse's mouth too. Just any black person be like, this is our word. Like, how does that work? You can't just have my word. Oh, 
Like there's it, well, if that's the case, and you can't say cracker or anything like that, but that but it's flown like like yeah. you know like old faithful. Like how does you how does like who writes these rules? And like who keeps changing? It's like we used to joke in my old job all the time. The rule books written in pencil and the R's reversed. <laughs> like <laughs> like um, doesn't make any sense. I I was told by somebody that reverse racism doesn't exist. I looked at this person like they had eight heads. Is this the same person you're talking about before? This? No. All right. No, no, no. Entirely different person. I go, wait, what? And they go, yeah, reverse racism doesn't exist. Racism is just racism. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. I get it. Yeah. I get it. So, so if an Asian person is racist against a white person, a white person can't be racist against an Asian person, but they can be, or vice versa. Black, white, Jew, German, uh, Asian, uh, Hispanic, Argentinian, Canadian, French, English, doesn't matter. They're like, there's no such thing as reverse racism because the definitions are the same. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. He, he, he goes, you thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? I'm like, you know, yeah, I did. I'm not going to lie. I wonder if there's, maybe there is, and hear me out. Let's say reverse racism. You're this color or this ethnicity, and I appreciate for you. Here's a million dollars. Reverse racism. And that, that would work too. All right, yeah. So that's the, right, it's the opposite of racism. That's actually probably the easier one. I was gonna say like, let's say there's an ethnic group that looks at like the whites and be like, uh, basically, what's going on right now? You've done this. You say this. You're racist. Now you have to prove that you're not by doing a bunch of shit for me, and then you end up doing it over and over and over and over. And so you slowly become the person that's serving the person that you're supposedly holding down, which is essentially what's going on right now. <laughs> when did the student become the master? <laughs> when the master become the student? That's what it is. There you go. The student becomes the master when the master becomes the student. This episode is going to get some heat. Yeah, Woo. it is. <laughs> That's called chlamydia. Eh. Uh, there's another thing where Facebook's uh, stock dropped, a record drop in one day. This really? Is from, this is from BBC News. Why? Um, not entirely sure. <clears throat> I just I was like, wow, that's quite a bit. And it ended up they lost... More than $230 billion in stock on Thursday. This is last Thursday, not this as in this recording. Um, shares fell 26.4% after quarterly figures disappointed investors. Meta also said that Facebook's daily activity users had dropped for the first time in its 18-year history. That's because like, there's more things like TikTok and things. Facebook is, I think Facebook's starting to go by the wayside like MySpace did. Where there's all these new, like, well, at the time MySpace was big, Facebook has just come out. Twitter wasn't out yet. That wasn't until, like, I don't know when that, like, blew up. That was shortly after Facebook. No. When did, no, Twitter hasn't been, Twitter wasn't. Twitter was, like, 2012 or 13 or four, somewhere around there. At least that's when I became aware of it. Anyway. Oh, boy. When did Twitter start? March 21st, 2006 in San Francisco, California. Well, Facebook started way back in the, about the same time, too. But like it hadn't blown up until shortly after. February 2004, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah. It was um it was shortly after. So, like I really became aware of Facebook in like 2008, I think. And MySpace came out in 2003. Mhm. Mm 
It had a good three-year run. <laughs> three or four year, roughly. But um, Yeah, three or four year. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I think, yeah, but I think uh, Facebook is like really, because I mean, they had like the Facebook short clip things there. They're trying to compete with YouTube shorts and oh, TikTok yeah. primarily. Yeah. Like they're trying, but I think more people are shorter and shorter attention spans. So when they go to TikTok, like I love long form. I, I do the TikTok things because a lot of people like short form. So if you just clip the show up and that gets a shit ton of views, but also like have them like try to drive them to the long form, like all the yeah. Spotify and all those kind of things. I love long form mostly because of my job and it allows me to listen to long form. Me too. But I still listen to long form here. If I'm working on something or whatever, I just, I enjoy long form podcasts, videos, or what have you. Um, the company's share price slid. Uh, slide saw Chief Executive Mark Zuckerberg's net worth fall by thirty-one billion dollars, according to Bloomberg. Hmm. Not so rich now, are you, Zuckerberg? You can suck at this. Bird. So now he's worth <laughs> an estimated ninety billion. <sighs> so he dropped below a hundred billion. Well, he's poor now. Welcome with the rest of us. <laughs> I wish I had a billion dollars. All right, let's now we're gonna. That's the serious shit. Like, yeah. As far as Facebook dropping, which one more thing with Facebook, the whole metaverse thing. I wonder if that's really gonna affect at least Facebook's version of the metaverse because if people are starting to kind of leave Facebook and or Meta, whatever you want to call it now, like I, the rug. Granted, they're still worth billions of dollars, but it almost seems like if this is a trend, the rug's gonna get pulled out below the metaverse before it even gets off the ground which is funny because there's that one guy and sure tons of other people that spent four hundred thirty thousand dollars for a digital home next to Snoop yeah. dog so is that just going to be a waste of money and we're never actually going to get ready player one <laughs> that's sad myspace is still active yeah i know I know MySpace is active. It's, I don't think Facebook will ever fully go away. No, I don't think it will go away. I'm just talking about the popularity and where it stands on the supremacy, say, of social media. Yeah. Like, one quarter, $24 billion, that's a lot of money. That is. That's a, lot, that's a big loss. Even for a big you know, company like that, that's a big loss. Oh, Twenty Or no, it was at 26%. Yeah, it's 26% it went down. That's big. All right, well, going on to some geek shit here. <laughs> Brawlhalla top player Sandstorm retires due to, quote, broken game mechanics, end quote. We talk all the time. We fucking go off in that game. Now, I love Brawlhalla. I, I play it in waves. I, I do love the game as well. As we go off all the time and be like, up. this game is broken. But, you know, like, in actuality, it's what every fucking, like, just general player will say all the time anytime they fucking lose. The game's broken. Now, if you step outside of the Brawlhalla, I'm playing this right now box, and look at every fucking game you've ever played, you cannot tell me that what the fuck just happened or what has never come out of your mouth playing any other game. Oh, because yeah. Because it's always happened. The difference is, is Brawlhalla, one, we played a lot, and two, Brawlhalla is like this quick thing it's it's one of the best platformer fighter games out i think it's way better than smash it's 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 quick it's fast-paced it's more responsive smash has a nostalgia thing with its character i was gonna say nostalgia smash's thing the mechanics are good yes it is but it's it feels slower. 
Smash because you can use different characters. This I know from right from the old Smash up to now. You can use different characters in Super Smash anything, and just have a fucking massive advantage. That's not to say that doesn't happen in Brawlhalla, but not to the scale of Smash. Like uh, what the big thing? I don't know if it was the recent one or the uh, one from before. You could use uh, Pikachu or no Kirby, and just constantly fucking suck in your opponent and like. It was just like completely oh, fly over, drop him, and then float back. Yeah, it, it was yeah. Com- like completely broken, like and shit I gotcha. like that. I With gotcha. Brahalla, there's broken shit. Like right now, which is in like the one of his reasonings, one of his big reasonings, hammer and axe right now are completely broken. The reason why they're broken is they're both heavy weapons. If you don't know the game, look it up. <laughs> it's a it's it's a platformer fighter like Super Smash Brothers. Brawlhalla. Yeah. B R A W. So if you're in this for politics, we're off politics now. Oh, now this is geek stuff. Um, Hammer and axe are heavy weapons, so they should feel like heavy weapons when you use them, like slower swings and stuff like that. But the frame rate and swings, and when you go from your start your swing to your max speed, the max uh, uh, um, velocity of the swing, it feels like a sword. Especially if you use um, axe, like that's a. And it feels like you're swinging a sword because it's so quick. So that's what. But here's the thing, though. I actually not because I played a little bit. I played a little Brawlhalla before I came over. When you Sentinel, the guy I've come to really enjoy using lately. Turn on the hitboxes and watch. Mm -hmm. You could stand right in front of me, and if I do the the forward sig. I will miss you if you. See yeah, he it. goes over. It's an arch. It's li- the hitbox on the, is actually only on the hammer head. Mm-hmm. Any hammer Which it should play- be. I think it should be. Like I don't think. And it it's one of the. If you ask me, it's one of the easiest weapons to dodge. Depending on the character, yeah. The uh, faster the character, harder to dodge. The slower the character, like um, Tor Taros, hammer and X. <clears throat> Both of his moves, very easy to get around. But when they hit you, you're fucking hurt. Yeah. I. But if you like watch when a big tail right here, and like this is just two average players talking about this, but if you watch the winter championships that happened a week or two ago, the top, like the finalists in all of them were almost in 2v2 and 1v1. In Europe, South America, and America, like around the world, they were almost all exclusively had some way, shape, or form axe and hammer in them, Uh which used to never happen. The game used to be like the top players would always use people like Koji, Val, um, uh, all the string, all the yeah, that all the string weapon players, Uh uh, uh, characters or legends in the game. It would be people that were good at combos and strings. Hammer, axe, those aren't really known for combos or strings. Those are more like pick your spot and hit. But this year, what the top, the final was Taros and Raymond? Oh, Rayman. Yeah. Axe and Gauntlets and Taros is Axe and Hammer. <clears throat> yeah, which never happens. And this has been said, there's a lot of top players that have been saying, nah, this is fucked <laughs> like so when it's one thing when people like me you or most of the brawl community is like eh, 
But <laughs> when pro players are like, yeah, nah, I'm done till they fix this. And it's been like this for like eight months. Jesus. Um, and that's why a lot of them are just like, until you fix it, I'm taking a break. Because there's <clears throat> there's a few reasons. That was one of the big ones. Weapon spawns are apparently too random. This is one I actually disagree with. It. They are random. They're saying like weapon spawns are happening on different maps where there are some spawn. You know, like when you're playing, sometimes the weapon will spawn, like say the platform's right here, and the weapon will spawn right here and drop. But then sometimes it'll spawn way up here and drop down. Apparently that's a complaint for pro level because like uh, it's too random. I was like, I kind of like that because it makes it so you don't know exactly. Where I was going to say, go. you shouldn't be able to map a board like that. Yeah. Uh, that's my thought too. So, I was like, that's kind of like, well, yes the- and no though. I, I mean, this is the nicest way possible, but the old arcade heroes, the people that set the, the 20 million point score in Pac-Man, they knew the pad. They, they figured out like the, the colors used to hold on. So the way Pac-Man used to work, each character, when Pac-Man first came out, people were like, "Oh my God, this is crazy!" Like, um, they're all random. The ghosts, this, this, that. They're not random. How? Hold on. How? Well, no, the, I, I think any video game it has to have some sort of not randomness. Hold on. There's some sort of pattern somewhere, especially the old ones. Here we go. Old school games. Even new games, new games are change mode uh, now designed to react to you, so it just kind of learns from you. So that's still like not random; it's still pattern based. <clears throat> uh, chase mode, the ghost trying to find and capture Pac-Man. If so, basically, each one had a pattern, like. One you mean would, each color ghost? Each color yeah. ghost. One would chase you specifically. One would circumvent around the board. And when you got close to it, it would then chase you. One would go completely 100% random. And one would only, like, during certain boards, move in certain patterns. That's how these guys figured it out. Mm-hmm. That's how they set these fucking infinitely high scores. Dig Dug, Centipede, Galaga, um, uh, Asteroid, Pac-Man, all these games, they found, these ga- these players, these arcade heroes, found these patterns. How in relation to Brahalla? How, that's, I agree with, I, I disagree with you then in that instance. If you can get to that point where you can map it, that just shows you're that much next level player in that game. If you could play one board, if you, especially then because the boards are always random, and I'm, I'm I'm assuming for no that when they do championships, it's a uh, it's a vote on it. It's basically like if you uh, if we jump on today or maybe tomorrow, we'll go to a custom lobby and I'll show you how they actually vote on it. It's each one gets like a strike. You can there's a series of maps. And then one person will choose one map to basically X that one off so you can't go there. Then the next person will choose this map to X that one off. So, And then they b- narrow it down to where they're going to go. So you can, if you know your board, let's say you map five boards. <clears throat> you map five boards where you know the weapons are going to be dropped because you play those boards all the time religiously. 
That's called home field advantage. It is, and that's why I don't like the idea. Because if you're gonna, if the the name of the game is to fight your opponent, you should be worried about your opponent, not the board. That's why they. What's that one board where it actually has the uh, the the ceiling, <clears throat> and you can, if you're really good, you can combo, especially with a hammer or something, your opponent off the uh, ground when they're in red and they bounce off the ceiling. You can basically zero to death them right on the thing. You know, it's the snowboard there. Oh, with like the little. It's got a smaller platform, but it has the rock uh, ceiling on it too. And they, oh can, yeah, yeah. You can bounce them off the top. That's why they don't allow that because it's such a disadvantage. If they're in orange or red, you can just bounce them off the top and bottom, and mm-hmm. they can't do anything. Yeah, down, down, <clears throat> light sig, uh, up heavy sig. You could throw them, <coughs> up heavy sig throws them down. Yeah, up light or down light sig throws them up. So, but, but that's just it. it, it it's up to chance. If you strike the board that I wanted off, shit, I'm screwed now. There goes my home field advantage. That's where I think chance like lies. I think weapon spawns if they were random, like it all depends on where the if it spawns high. Well, then it's high and you got to go for it. But you also leave yourself open for like if I go for that and he knows I'm going to go for it, I'm open for an attack. So I got to plan that carefully. Now, if you know exactly where weapon's going to go every time, I think that just. I don't like it just because it almost it takes the randomness and like who's going to win this. But if you like, know, let's say you know more than I do on a board. Well, let's say we let's say we both map out the board, random and all that shit. It's not random; it's patterned. You, I know where you're. But I don't go think they're talking news. about knowing exactly where. All right, this weapon's like when we do teams. It always the two outside parts of the yep. board spawn at the same time. It's always like that. But when it's one on one. Like it usually spawns in the middle, but sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low. See, that's where like, that's where I'm like, what the fuck's the difference? Like now, to me, I heard that and I'm like, all right, now it's just it's like a top player just going, <laughs> like fuck, man, it's it's random, it's part of it. Like, I don't know, but that's where the sportsmanship comes from. How many times have you seen? You actually don't. You've watched me play a few one v ones. I will sit there, jump back. Let the opponent get the first weapon. Give him the thumbs up. I even do that in ranked, which is probably a bad move. But I, I do it. Well, I message you the other. I played Knicks. Like, I purposely, I'm just going to fucking around and play whoever on ranked, see what happens. Like, if I drop him, I drop him, whatever. So I played with Knicks, who I never use. And I fucking won both times I used them. I won both matches. Like, that wasn't supposed to fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, so the weapon spawns. Uh, strings are easily dodgeable especially gauntlets and that i don't know when they change that i mean we play this in like waves so there's like an x amount of time we don't touch it and then we'll get into it again that was one of the things i noticed right off the bat wushong who i use a lot for gauntlets the it used to be i used that uh string you know the side you light, you the whole grab gra- throw and then and punch you and, could follow them down and keep grabbing yeah and you keep you doing taught me that it's hard to do now there's like such a dodge window now which i'm like well that kind of eliminates string combos and especially strings like there is no strings you get hit once you can dodge out of it as long as you didn't mash it before you got hit yeah you can easily get out of it like what's the point of fucking doing strings then like there you took that away and that i agree with any of them is is it easy to get out and turn it around sure especially if you use lance like i do like i get hit once dodge swoop in from behind like usually boom knock him off you know 
Yeah, that too. That's usually a defensive, or I use that a lot as a bait. No lot, means no. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I don't um, want it anymore. <laughs> it's apparently 1.5 seconds when you hit the ground, and I guess Blue Mammoth is looking to... It's like three seconds in the air after you hit dodge. It's a three-second cool, cool down. Uh-huh. And if you're on the platform, it's 1.5 seconds. I guess they're looking to make it like 2.3 seconds, no matter where you are, to cool down dodge, which mm. I was like, I'm all right with that. Yeah, I can see that. That's fine. Um, yeah, so apparently BMG in response to that. There's a bunch of other things, too. They're uh, looking to do um, some mechanic updates probably in the next couple months before the be uh, bcx championships the big ones next yeah. fall november weapon throws dodge axe hammer speed nerfs they're gonna do that and what they're talking about though which got me excited is <sighs> one of the mechanics they're gonna change is oh. actually gonna be a nerf to lance i was like ha huh, bring it on i was like i i mean i love when they nerfed lance or it's a buff rather when they nerfed Lance, that big nerf they did, because they did a, when I stepped away from it for like a whole season, like four or five months, it was during the summer. I was yep. just like, I'm done. They went in and they nerfed Lance. They added like, they slowed it down. But then on top of that same patch, they nerfed Scarlet. I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? You got a double win. Yeah. I'm like, what? You're, you're, you're primary main like, now. All right, I'm done. <clears throat> but. Um, apparently now with this new thing they're talking about doing, it's actually going to buff Lance. And I'm like, bring it on. It's make it a little bit quicker because I, it took a long time, but I adjusted to what they did. I'm like, yeah. all right, we're getting back to where we were. Um, but if they buff it, fuck man. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I am excited for that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, last that's couple things funny. here. I'll get off Brawlhalla. That's all right. Um, I'll switch this up. Bob Saga apparently had died from head trauma. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how he got head trauma. I think the thing was he passed out and clearly cracked his head. Mm. Um, but Brilliant plus he reason. also was COVID positive and he had just gotten his booster a couple weeks or so before. So he died. it's COVID related death. Evidently. Yeah. He had skull fractures in the back of his head and eye sockets, and there were no drugs or alcohol found in his system. That's, That's the last I heard from it. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> Yeah, that's the last I heard. I'm going to skip right back that. And I got nothing for that. No response to that. I fucking nothing. nothing. Well, you remember the news article about Lindsay Lohan on the plane with him. There was, I guess, there was a few A-list celebrities on the plane, and at one point he walked into the into the area where Lindsay Lohan was. He goes, "Hey, do you guys have any cocaine?" And she looked at him and goes, "No." Why was he? All right, have a good one. And he walked away. <laughs> there was an article. Don't quote me on it, but I thought I remember reading an article about that. I'm like, huh, "Do you see? Go, the Bob Saget." Do you see the thing that was floating around, like him and a bunch of other A, B, whatever listers in Hollywood and just media? Um, the whole pedophile thing, like accusations, like Bob Saget was one of them. He was being like, accused. Yeah, like no the whole. Shit. I mean, there was we've covered before the whole pedophile ring, the trafficking ring in Hollywood, which has yeah. been covered before. And there's a lot of the stuff that comes out was is, is true. There was that one that I brought up that was like 470 some people and 
mostly in law, like judges, and politics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That come out and be like, we there was this human trafficking ring and this massive exposed amount of a lot of pedophiles. And then the two producers in CNN, Chris Cuomo's producer there, they got nabbed for it right after he. I think it was. I think it was right after he uh, got released. Yep. For <laughs> defending his brother. Um, <clears throat> there was another person that came out and uh, accused uh, Andrew Cuomo as uh, uh, for like uh, sexual harassment. It was a state trooper. It was a couple of days ago. I just said oh, that popped God. up on my phone. And I'm like, <laughs> of course, we're still going to go down that road. So <laughs> he's not even he's not even in office anymore. And the guy's still trying to fondle on things. <laughs> so um, stop touching it, or you're going to go blind. <laughs> James, where'd you go? Uh, and then the last thing the last thing that i have on list anyway is ivan reitman dying 75 years old yeah the original producer or director anyway of ghostbusters one and two and then he was on set for aftermath so we're closing this the same way we opened it with a ghostbusters conversation yes. but he was on set during the Ghostbusters to Aftermath, so at least I'm, he probably got to see it. I'm sure, yeah, he got to see. He his got to see it. Child so he got to see his son. Yeah, he got to see his son become uh, a man. Uh, pick up where he left off, basically, and do the the series right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was sad to see. Says he, Ivan Reitman, go. And you know what sucks is uh, uh, Bill Murray and Dan. They're all up there in age, so. That's going to be a sad... Uh, it's sad when any of them leave. But we always have all the movies, so... Yes. And the last one, again, watch it. Do yourself Please. a favor. Watch it. It's awesome. Oh. Even if you're not a Ghostbuster fan, fuck you. But <laughs> No, really. I had to become a Ghostbuster fan. He tried to fuck me. There was no try. It's like Yoda. <laughs> there is no try. Only rape. <laughs> what? 